Welcome to the CanoeRaceWorld.com podcast, your home for everything related to marathon canoe racing. Now, it's time to get your paddles wet with your hosts, Kevin Olson and Bill Mahaffey. Take it away, boys. Welcome back, Marathon Canoe Race fans, to what is now we've hit double digits. It's the 10th episode. I am your host, Kevin Olson, with my co-host, Bill Mahaffey. How are we doing today, Bill? We are doing great, Kevin. Episode 10, it, uh, man, it felt like it was never going to happen. 2020 is the the weirdest year ever. I I keep waiting for, uh, yeah, there, there's got to be an asteroid or something like that at some point in Junction. But I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad we're here for episode 10. How are you doing, kind sir? I am doing well. Um, I, you know, want to apologize to the one fan that we have um, that I, uh, I've been a little absent uh, lately, and that's been because I've been pretty busy. So 2020 uh, has thrown us some curveballs, and I threw some curveball right back at it. <laughs> you know, it, it, in times of stress, kind sir, you're not supposed to add additional stresses on top. I'm just throwing it out there. But hey... <laughs> Uh, we got a special guest today. We're back on the air. We're creating some content, which is awesome. We've got Sean Brabant with us. He's going to give us a, a Ross Common race recap. I know you guys had some uh, some racing action this past weekend out in New York. Uh, I got a few different things to touch base on as well. So um, let's let's get going, and maybe we'll add the news of what your stress is. I have no idea. We've never actually talked about it. If the world knows that or not. Yeah, yeah, we could definitely talk about that. We'll we'll leave that to the end of the episode. Yeah, um, but uh, for sure, there's been actually surprisingly, Bill. There's actually been a lot of news. Um, so we've waited a little while to you know um, do this episode, but now's a good time because we actually um, we should talk about the rogue. Um, the, I'll call it the rogue triple crown right now because there's rogue seventy years. And then there's a rogue, uh, uh, a sobler too, from uh, from what I've hear, what I hear. Yeah, yeah that there is a gentleman that went uh, all the way in a C1. Pretty cool. So, yeah. yeah, it's pretty nuts. But I, I heard that the water was pretty pretty ripping. Am I, am I, was it was it going pretty good or? Yeah, so we are, uh, we're, we're still moving pretty well. What the water looks like right now is still vastly different from what the water is like end of July. Um, The river will drop and will slow down drastically. Not, not to take away from that accomplishment because what Mm -hmm. the, we'll just talk about it. John Webb went all the way into C1. That's, that's absolutely amazing, right? Like you have to tip your hat to that man for doing that. Um, I have heard through the grapevine that there may be people that do that in lieu of the marathon as well marathon night like just because there isn't an official race doesn't mean that you can't get in a race boat and do it yourself yeah, yeah. for sure for sure and hey, that's what the, happened with the yeah the 70 what? how did that go yeah so there was um there was a, a group that wanted to continue uh you know just just like uh the people that are talking about doing it for the marathon um, same type of th- thing happened for the 70. So, um, uh, from the reports I've heard, there was probably about like seven 
between seven and ten boats that ended up uh, uh, doing at least some portion of it. Um, my actually a guy I've been training with, uh, his name's Dave Preston, um, did it in C one, and uh, his group was the group that actually went and like you know did it you know full on. Um, I know the Schlimmers uh, were out there too. Uh, ben and Mary. Um, I actually haven't even asked. I raced with Ben on Sunday, but I didn't even ask him if he actually did the whole thing or not. Um, but yeah, so they uh, water was low. Um, it was a long day for them. It was a it was a hot day, um, but they but they enjoyed it. They had they had a lot of fun doing it. So uh, it was one of those things. I wish I you know I'm a racer though, so like <laughs> they they asked me if I wanted to do it. And I was like, nah, I want to race. <laughs> so, but, but now that I didn't do it, now I'm like, ah, oh, man, I wish I, wish I did it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the hard part of everything, right? And um, I, I, I'm in the same boat. It's, it's really weird not being out there. Um, I made a commitment to the family uh, to, to do some other things this summer um and it really for the longest time looked like we weren't going to have any races so ross common gets postponed and the weekend that it happens to go live on i have my nephew's graduation on that weekend and that was just like one of those things you can't miss i've missed a lot of things over the years but i couldn't miss that um we're, we're going to talk a little bit that the next race in michigan coming up is the muskegon river throwdown literally the day before it gets announced that it's actually happening. Cause I'm sitting here going, there's no way this race is happening. I book right. a house up at UP on superior commit to it, to go up and hang out with my brother for a few <laughs> days. And we're going to, we're going to go ride uh, mountain bikes up in the Keweenaw and stuff like that. Um, but there are some races and we'll, we'll get into that. There are some races in Michigan that are still going to happen. And, uh, I hope they do because I've got some special stuff kind of in mind. And at some point in junction, you got to get out there and just support the, uh, the races and the communities and, you know, some of these things fundraise and stuff like that. It's not just about winning or, or getting into that top 10. So yeah, yeah right on. for sure. But, yeah. Let's, let's, so, uh, let's get Sean involved here if you don't mind. Yeah, by by all means. Since uh, why don't we uh, why don't we talk about Ross Common since it's already happened and everything like that? Um, Sean, you can give us a little breakdown how the weekend went, um, what your thoughts were, and everything, and uh, let us know how it was. Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me back, guys. I'm glad to be involved in the podcast again. It's always fun to chat with you guys about paddling. Um, yeah, with. Uh, so two weeks before the postponed date of Roscommon, the DNR told me that there would be no marine events in 2020 in the state of Michigan. Uh, that was right before Memorial Day. Uh, then Tuesday after Memorial Day, the same lady called me and said, I have an interesting email on my uh, desk this morning, and the Muskegon River Throwdown has gotten a green light for their permit. So I quickly called Lynn Biddy, the president of the MCRA, and told her, and she said, well, see if they'll greenlight Roscommon, too, and they did. Then I, I got to tip my hat to the DNR, uh, Lieutenant Keft, and uh, 
officer Carrie up here that are in charge of this region. Cause when I called Carrie back and asked about Roscommon, she said facts, facts over your same, like what you guys plan on doing to keep everyone safe for social distancing. And I'll see what I can do in like an hour. She said, you're good to go. So it was a little different, but we still had uh, 17 pro boats out for C2 and we had uh, four amateur boats for C2. And on Sunday, we still uh, had 36 C1s. So it was still a fun weekend. Everyone was safe. Everyone adhered to what Crystal and I were harping on. Like, please pre-register. Please, you know, don't park by the church. That's right by the park in Roscommon. <laughs> and I got to... shalt not. Yeah, I got to admit, like, it, it couldn't have gone any better. Like, zero hiccups at all. Everyone was there to have fun. You know, no one was real. No one was like stressed too bad come race day. It just unfolded perfectly. And uh, I got to thank my race board for that one because they, uh, me, Austin Weiler, and Jay Sharp, we never really got the mindset that we weren't going to do something on the South Branch this year. So we've always been taking care of the river like years past. And uh, the girls, Alex and Crystal, were awesome with pre-registrations and the timing and uh rebecca davis with the live feeds i thought that was really cool just because you know some people weren't comfortable coming and they could still sit at home and watch and you know tease up tease austin on sunday when he tipped on the boot <laughs> so the it was a lot, it was a live lot. And <laughs> yeah it was a good time i'm very very uh grateful it happened and it happened perfectly so I got no complaints on that. Awesome. Well, let's uh dig a, let's dig a little into uh, the actual results of it. So, uh, from what I could see, it looks like Mike Davis had the the, the big weekend, which uh, is is not big. Mike Davis and Weston they came top two in the C one and and placed first in the second. But I'm more interested. Who did you think that um, really? shown through like uh you know popped out that you weren't expecting to do as well as they did uh i i would have to say my uh mvp and it, it's really not a shock if you live in michigan he's been putting a lot of hard work in the last two years is uh uh lj uh and i'm gonna butcher his last name bill how do you pronounce his last is it bourgeois, bourgeois. LJ bourgeois. yeah you know he he's been working really hard the last few seasons and it showed uh during the ross common classic he had a great c2 race with john webb and a and a great c1 race too the c1 race in my in my opinion not being biased it, it's a tough c1 course especially the down and back up it's a uh, high water fast current there's some tight turns it it truly makes you work hard to get back into town when you go down the river so i i would tip my hat to lj for that one yeah, yeah uh, for sure bourgeois has put in a metric truckload of hours this year and he has come so far uh dropped a ton of weight and is moving fantastic and uh just a little shout out here to our sponsor, GRB Newman Designs. LJ did race C1 with a GRB paddle. So, yeah. Hey. Hey, they hey, they also win races too. Hate <laughs> <laughs> to break Dave. Uh, you know, uh, we'll talk about that when the New York race comes when, okay. when, we, when we talk about that. So um yeah. but yeah, I remember just a couple of years ago watching uh 
um, video of the Klondike where LJ tipped over, correct? Am I right on that? No, you like are that correct. That's, yeah, that's like an infamous <laughs> clip. He tipped on the, yeah. uh, the right-hand bend. Yeah, yep. Yeah, the, yeah. the epic right-hand so, bend. And uh, a long, a long way he's come, man. I've been, I've been watching him the past couple of years, and he's, he's definitely. Uh, it's one of those things that you know you put the hard work in, and you can climb the ranks in canoe racing. You know, no matter where you're starting from, which is, which is uh, one of the things I really love about the sport. Yeah, yeah. So, um, also want to give a little shout out to uh, canoe, uh, Team Canoe Race World, uh, Carson. Uh, Burmeister um, had a pretty good showing uh, on Roscommon, uh, Roscommon too. I was oh, quite yeah, surprised absolutely. about. Carson, uh, he's a he's a tremendous athlete. He's a great paddler. Um, he's been working his tail off too, and the results show. Um, he blew by me in the C1 race, and he made me feel like I might as well have just been walking in the water going back upriver. <laughs> he, he tore by me, so he's definitely one of the paddlers that's up and coming and we're going to see a lot more, uh, top three podiums from that young man. Yeah. yeah right on. Um, are any, anyone else that we, that we're missing? Uh, I, you guys know the Michigan guys better than I do. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm just looking at the results here and, um, Mary, you know, Mary's, uh, did, did quite well in the C2 for sure. Um, coming in fourth with Rich Lauf. Um and but I mean, uh, are there anyone out there that you said like like? So once we get the New York results, uh, it'll be a little bit more clear. But like, there was a in New York, anyways. There's a clear difference uh, between people who are training and who aren't. Or is everyone in Michigan still training? Because not everyone in New York is. <laughs> uh, Michigan's kind of in the same boat. I mean, we're there's a lot of us that are still paddling, but we're not paddling with the same intensity. You know, we're just going out to have fun. I took Crystal out in a race canoe uh, this past weekend, and it was just a good time. You know, I like doing stuff with her, and if she'll tolerate me in a C2, it's a lot of fun together. Yeah, for sure. It's good yeah, time to do that type of stuff. You know, there, there's a mis, there's a misconception there. It's funny you took that, you know, took Crystal out like that. There's a misconception that the only thing you can do in a race canoe is canoe race or paddle hard. You can take one out and go for a recreational cruise. It is allowed, and they do still float just like a regular canoe. <laughs> Absolutely. I actually, I actually prefer those, and I got into a. Um, a stock boat uh a while back and i'm just like man that this this turns just so like i'm so used to how a, a pro boat handles now that it's like this is just like a whole nother world but uh yeah so i'm, I'm i'll just go out for a leisurely paddle in my bro in my in my racing canoes for sure but all right um why don't we talk before we get into um future races why don't we uh do a little recap on the new york race then so um this past weekend um they had so in new york with how the race schedule has been is like a lot of the big races are like leading up to the clinton and everything so and one of those is ed wessels 
which um, got postponed until this past weekend, um, where uh, Ed Curley was uh, the promoter who uh, put it on and uh, had a, a pretty, for New York, this is a very good turnout, especially in the current environment, had 40 C1s on Saturday. And then they had four or five C4s later in the day on Saturday. And then um, I don't even know how many C2s. Um, I didn't count them, but because uh, it's spread between the pro and, and the amateur and K1s and stock. So, um, but so we were talking about that uh, GRB uh, paddle. Uh, LJ was using well Terry Kent so I don't know if you guys know of Terry Kent um, but Terry Kent has won the 70 I couldn't tell you how many times a uh, whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch of pro C1 70 victories he was pretty much unstoppable on the C1 when he was uh, going at it and uh, he came back out he hasn't raced in at least 10 years I would think Um I probably I might be wrong, but I I feel like it had it's been that long. He hasn't raced since I started getting it uh, getting serious in 2014. So um, he came out of the woodworks in his GRB Stinger with his GRB paddle, and he beat the hometown favorite Ryan Zavril by three seconds. And uh, so that's one of those things that no one was expecting Terry to show up, and no one was expecting Terry to win, but he did. So uh, congrats to him. Um, and then we had, you know, a couple of the people that were, we'd be expecting to see up in the top, Ryan Zavril, Pat Madden. Um, Ed Curley is someone that, uh, you know, he's, uh, hasn't, haven't seen him do a, a bunch of racing um, as of late, but he, he got in there and he's always, he's always pretty fast. And then got to call up my, uh, my boy, Ben. Uh, canoe race world uh, team member Ben Schlimmer um, when we're talking about who has been training who hasn't been training um, Ben's been you know doing some other things he hasn't been putting in the training so he actually he started the race off well but he died which was will happen when you're not training hard, you know uh, training to the same intensity level so he ended up dropping the ninth which is very surprising because he's someone that like comes in like he's coming at I want to say well he was second at nationals a couple years ago he's usually in the top he's in that top group at Canton every year he's second at the seventy you know um, so he's a guy that you know you'd think would be higher than the ninth but he came he came in ninth and uh, so there was uh, Jake Croster is a up and coming young guy who uh, trains at Pac-Man, he um he beat he beat Ben, so kudos to him. Um, so yeah, so so there's you can definitely see that dichotomy of who's still training and who's not. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, I went on a ride tonight. Uh, did a a group ride bike ride uh, with a, a very high level, very competitive mountain bike racer. And the, the conversation kind of drifted along those lines. Not all of the major mountain bike races have canceled to this point. Um, you still have a couple of 
big high level events that are kind of holding out, um, you know, just in case maybe they have these races. And when you're at that level, if you're trying to, you know, as a nationally sponsored athlete, uh, like this gentleman is, you can't come off the gas in the event that it still happens, because if it still happens, you don't want to be, you know, dropped way back, um, perhaps for a Wessels, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic, right? That that's the impact of not training, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely one of those things that, um, this happened a couple of years ago at, um, there used to be a Wells bridge race, exact, this exact same course, pretty much. Um, that was held in August. And I remember it was like 2015 or 2016. I did it and I ended up beating Matt Radinsky. And at that point I was not faster than Matt Radinsky, but I had been training all summer trying to get faster. Um, and he got out on me for the first 30 minutes and then he just, it's like, that's about like the limit is like 30 to 45 minutes. Um, if you haven't been training, but you have really good technique and you're just a top paddler, you could probably put in 30, 45 minutes and dust anyone. Um, but holding that pace longer than that, that's where your current fitness level shows through. Yeah, right on. Hey, Sean, not to jump back to Ross Common, but I'm going to jump back to Ross Common. How was it having that race and actually having nice weather for a change? Uh, it was different. <laughs> that was the ongoing joke. Wow, it's it's sunny and high 60s and it's not snowing, raining and windy all at the same time. Yeah, it was it was nice. And uh, a couple people asked, you know, why don't we do this this weekend every year? And me and Austin Weiler just joke and laughed at. I'm like, we'll never get these conditions again cuz usually by June 6th that the south branch is inches of water like it's it's tough to paddle that section of river during the summer um the source has a dam that's up further up in st helen michigan and the they shut that dam usually end of may and we don't have much water left in the river for racing canoeing um i mean the 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 canoe liveries still send boats down but you know 15 minutes down the river there there's more drinking going on than paddling so they don't really care um, but yeah, it, it was perfect. I, I really don't think I, I'm really not lying or trying to exaggerate when I say like it, it literally went as perfect as it could ever go. Yeah, <laughs> this year's that's, race. That, that's fantastic. And that's, uh, you mentioned the water levels. That's where I was going with this. Um, so, so Kevin with having the race this past weekend in June, how different was it? know versus when it normally is so that section of river that um is actually one of the sections so how the susquehanna is is it's there are different sections that are very different at different times of the year so um the wells bridge section so when we call it when we talk about wells bridge there's a there's a bridge, it's Wells Bridge, and then we're talking from uh, there upstream about four and a half miles to Pac-Man's house, so okay. where uh, Mike Packard lives, and that so and that's about um, halfway up to Oneana. 
So there's Oneana Dam, and basically, you know, that section after Oneana can change very drastically by how the water's coming out of the dam. Um, but then that next section to Wells Bridge, it changes based on the overall level of the water. Um, but like, it's not that, that crazy different. Um, the times will, will definitely change, but, um, the same obstacles are pretty much there, except, you know, we ran, we actually got beached two or three times and got beached on a log um going on the upstream section because of how shallow it was it was shallow but it's actually that race is actually in my opinion nicer when it's shallow like that um because there is enough water everywhere um it's not like uh that next section once you get past wells bridge then there's a whole bunch of shallow sections um and and that when the water levels where where it is currently um is not fun especially with a, 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 a nice canoe <laughs> um, with an expensive carbon fiber. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, and, and there's, there are spots where you have to get out, uh, it, it, when the water's at that level, but in the Wells bridge section, you don't have to get out at all. Um, and just some of the, some of the features that are, underwater at like uh and typical uh 70 uh water level um uh-huh. are are sticking out so you actually see them so um for people that are more local they can actually say oh, oh that's why it feels shallow there when <laughs> the water's up because it's actually shallow when the water's up but when the water's down stuff's you know straight out of the water so um so yeah, so it's a good course. It's a good it, that course is good any time of year. It just changes the um, it doesn't really change a lot of the lines, but it changes some of the um, like there there are some hard eddies that you have to when you're going upstream you have to be aware of um, when the water's higher, whereas you can just blow through them when the water's lower, like it was. Right on. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting to me how the dynamics of uh, of water levels work in different times of years and things of that nature. Um, the Roscommon race, and Sean can attest to this as the you know the race director. That that race is very water dependent. Uh, there's some years where I've seen it where it, it's not overly enjoyable because the water is so low. And and like you mentioned, after after the weekend of the race. You know, depending on how that dam is down in St. Helen, that thing dries right up in normal conditions. Um, but this year they had, from what I could see on the video, they had absolutely phenomenal water, you know, relative to the boardwalk and other monuments that I had to work with. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, on that note, yeah. like the next race in Michigan is your race as well. It's the Muskegon River Throwdown. Like, walk me through it. I know you guys paddled it yesterday. How's it looking out there? Uh, again, high high water. And I, I'm on the verge of just, just getting it going. I want to tear that the county dam out. <laughs> they redid Reedsburg last year, and the river is just 
beautiful. They don't need that county dam anymore. They don't, they have none of the the dam boards in right now. Um, of course, we're still shooting the dam uh, just for the fun of it right now, uh, because Kevin, uh, this little county dam, it, it, I think it's about thirty feet wide in the middle section. They it's they have no boards in it most of the year, and so water's yep. always flowing there, and you can just shoot it, and it's just big enough for a C two. So you got to be pretty <laughs> careful. But it's it's perfect again, Bill. I mean, the water level's up. It's clear. You know, I went out this spring one day with a bow saw, and there's a couple logs I cleared out. Of course, another log, log appeared at another section, but it's not in the way of any of our routes. Um, right. No yeah. issues. It should be fun. It should be yeah. fun. Now, now, you guys are going to do online registration and everything for that, I would assume? Yeah, absolutely we are uh, i mean crystal's always been a big fan of that just because she's you know she's the woman in charge come race day she knows that i'm going to be running around with a chicken with my head cut off and then about a half hour before go time i'm gonna disappear and you know go get my jugs ready and get my boat ready and all that good stuff so she she runs the show so she loves that pre-registration she loves knowing the boat numbers ahead of time all you got to do is show up clock like check in with her sign your waiver and you're good to go too so especially with all this you know COVID-19 stuff it's a big help for her and Alex when they're you know they don't want a big crowd around the table with them just like no one else wants to be in a big crowd so online registration opened up uh last night about eight o'clock actually so we're one day in i'm sure we already got a few i know we have uh paddlers from new york um ohio indiana possibly uh definitely uh wisconsin again so we'll be well we got coming out from new york uh we got uh ryan zavarell's teamed up with kyle stonehouse um We got Joe Olney coming, competing. It is the mixed bonus race this year, so she's uh, she's going to be competing for a podium spot with Mike Davis. Um, and then rumor has it that one of the one of the Schlimmer boys, uh, Mike Schlimmer, is coming out, and I can't confirm who he is uh, possibly teaming up with, but I, I have a feeling he will also be on the podium. <laughs> He might, he might he might just show up and pick someone from the the uh, parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's an Ohio paddler involved with who might be linked to uh, the Schlimmer boy coming out. Oh, okay. I I'm picking up the Ohio. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> they're not. They're they're definitely going to be a probably a, the speedboat of the day. I I would have to imagine. Yeah, I would, I would dare say, um, at, at least vast contenders. So, um, uh, I, hey, how long is the race, Sean? Uh, C one is about eight miles. Um, mm-hmm. it's a pretty cut and dry, straight out. Uh, portage the dam, go down through the Muskegon River flooding, buoy turn, come back, portage the dam, and finish at the mouth of uh, Houghton Lake. And then the C2, there's a, we're going to have a couple parade laps this year because I'm going to eliminate the lake section just because there's going to be just more boat traffic and stuff going on. So uh, the, the C2 race, I, I honestly don't know. It's going to be pretty similar to what it's been in the, year, the years past, which is about 13 miles. So there's a, 
definitely a big uh there's a different water throughout there's suck water there's you know there's a lake water so it's a good it's fun race yeah it's it's a fantastic course um and it doesn't surprise me that it's drawing the out-of-state competitors and things like that uh the, the mrtd is one of those events that you look at and you go yeah this is a great course with a really nice prize pool um, in a great location. Um, yeah, no, it, I guess it, does, it doesn't really shock me at all. So, hey, with the, um, with, with the Hunger Games districts that we're under now, is there any district, whatever we're in, um, are you shooting everybody off all at once? Is it going to be a, a time trial start, anything like that? Or... Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna do uh, kind of the same idea we did in Ross Common, where uh, C one's gonna have heats of ten, and then uh, C two is also gonna have heats of ten. Obviously, with uh, like Bill mentioned earlier in Michigan, we're able to do groups of two hundred and fifty or less. Um, groups of ten will give us a good, you know, you're gonna get your separation in C one before hitting the dam. There's gonna be a little parade lap. Um, in the river section before the dam for C2 to allow us to have some separation. So, um, just heats a 10, everyone, you know, play nice. We're not crowding the river there coming off the lake where we always start. So that's the idea we had and, you know, run it by a few, uh, paddlers from on the MCRA board and they thought it was a good idea too. Yeah, that's you, you guys are, it's my understanding you're doing more than what you technically have to there you know, with the current restrictions that are in place. So that's, yeah, kudos to you. I mean, it, you know, I, I want everyone to feel safe too. And um, I know Bill, you and I have talked about this many times going through this, the, the year of the pandemic paddler as we're going through. Um, you don't want to step on any toes e- either. You know, these, the DNR is giving us the permits, you know, local communities excited we don't need to go out there and ruin it either by not doing something that they might not like, or they didn't, they weren't aware that we might try either. So um, it's, it's easy for us to kind of be a little more strict and make everyone happy and make sure everyone that wants to come out to the event, whether you're paddling or or a, a paddler's family member, or you know, a spectator, you feel safe. You don't have to feel like you're overcrowded or have something to worry about either. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, you know, there were a lot of talks of, you know, rogue races and stuff like that um, early on before permitting became available. And and that was the main concern there was you really don't want to do anything to possibly jeopardize future permits with the way that they work here in Michigan. So, yeah, no, I I understand that completely. I, I guess good question. Kevin, do you guys have to have permits for your races out there? Um, <laughs> yes, no, I don't know, honestly, Bill. It's different. We don't have, like, state permits that we have to get. Um, it's basically whatever municipality that the water is in. Um, but uh, generally, they're not too hard to come by, um, from my understanding. But I honestly have never had to get a permit, so I am going to be one of those guys that even though i'm on the board of nipra um i haven't had i haven't had to really deal with that side of it that much 
Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, you got me. <laughs> Interesting, because in Michigan, and, and Sean's actually did this, I've just read about it, but you have to have a marine event permit for anything over, I believe it's 20 people. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, over 25 people, yep. 25? Okay, yeah. In order to have any type of an event on a on a Michigan waterway, be it a canoe race or anything of that nature. Um, so permitting was the big issue kind of to start. But then you also have to have, um, for a race like a, a Spikes Challenge, um, mm-hmm. you also have to have cooperation and involvement from the municipalities and communities that are involved. Uh, right. Yeah. So that's, it's interesting. I guess I never thought that you guys wouldn't have the same thing as far as permits and stuff like that goes. But, yeah. yeah. For, for what I've, what I've known is, I mean, there's not that many big races. So like the Clintons is probably the, in the 90, um, are the two big races in New York, um, distance wise that cover a lot of distance, but the 90 is pretty much all in one County. I want to say, and uh, um, uh, the 70 goes through uh, a couple of counties, but uh, um, other than that, it's usually just local municipalities um, they have to get permits uh, from uh, in New York, from from my understanding. I mean, I'm sure someone's going to let me know that I'm wrong, but um, not that I know of uh, on the state level. There's a lot more coordination, uh, a lot more things that have to happen for the ensemble. Um, it's yeah, a yeah. it's a pretty amazing undertaking, and I want to kind of I'm gonna go off script a little bit here and throw just a, a very heartfelt, sincere thank you to all the committee members uh, for the ensemble River Canoe Marathon. Uh, I talked to quite a few of them before the decision was made. And I know they didn't make the. It wasn't an easy decision for them to make to cancel the race. Um, and they they worked a a million different avenues and options to still put an event on. Um, and it just it, there's just too much going on, too much involved. So I, all I can do is say thank you, right? And we'll we'll be back next right. year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's uh, on that note, let's jump into like future races what's on the what do you guys have on the schedule in new york coming up uh, uh th- right now new york's schedule is pretty bare bones bill like uh we got a lot of cancellations um you know through i'm looking at you know through july we have cancellations uh here so like the next um uh, probably the next big turnout race i would say is going to be Madrid, which is normally, it was normally supposed to be this past weekend. Um, but then that got postponed to August 15th, 16th. So if, uh, that's one that I'm sure that people will travel from Michigan, um, out, out to there. If you guys don't have anything going on that weekend, cause that's, that's a really nice course. It's a really nice, uh, race too. Um, and then Wells Bridge is going to be the final, the weekend after that. So again, same, same river we just raced, um, same section probably. Um, but the thing is, is the Wells Bridge race has that, that cool format where they do everything in one day. 
um, C1 and C2, and then they do the combination for the overall win race winner is the combination yes. of your C1 times and your C2 times. So um, that was just the coolest thing that we did. Uh, I did it last year, and that was uh, really, really cool. But um, there's a couple other races. I don't know if they're actually going to. I think uh, Remington won which is the first time it's come back in a long time, so I'm not even familiar with the race. But that's up north. That's uh, July 18th. Um, I don't think that has been canceled yet. Um, at least I have not been made aware of it because I run the website, and it hasn't. <laughs> it's not updated on the website. You haven't had website, the stamp so. canceled on it yet? <laughs> and uh, the Celebrate Paddling Invitational was also on Lake Flower and Saranac Lake. Um, uh, June 28th still shows is going, um, that's like, I feel like that's a newer event that I, I've never been to it personally. Um, but other than that, um, the other race that a lot of the, a lot of the racers go to, to prep for the Sable is the arm and Bassett, but that was postponed. And other than that, it looks like most of the races in New York are canceled. Um, at this point. So I think just people, they went ahead and canceled the race directors canceled ahead of time just because they, it was so unsure in New York on what was going to happen. Um, they just didn't want to, cause the thing is like, although we don't have to like, you know, like the permitting might be different, but like everything in new york now has to have like super stringent you know safety protocols and everything like that so um a lot of these race directors didn't want to get into the you know having to you know a lot of these in new york a lot of the our race committees or whatnot is one person running the running the race so um and that just puts too much stress on that one person to try to, um, you know, live up to all the the mandates um, to keep everyone safe and everything. So um, they just took the the proact, you know, the the, the approach of uh, we're just going to wait until next year, you know. So which I totally understand, you know. Yeah, that's 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 completely understandable, right? That's uh, n- nothing wrong with that at all. So, yeah. Sean, what uh, what's shaking in Michigan? What's still alive? Uh, so there's a still some rumblings of a curly race. Uh, it sounds like the curly uh, that everyone is familiar with that starts in Cook and finishes at the finish line of the marathon course. Um, we can't get permits. Um, for the dams, you know, consumers energy owns those dams. Their hands are really tied with all this stuff. Um, so it sounds like, uh, the curly, as we know, it won't happen. Um, there are a couple of, uh, old school paddlers as I'll, I'll term them in Oscoda that still want to have something because, um, having a race there funds their agenda to do the MCRA monument and some other stuff that they do in Oscoda. So it sounds like uh, the MCRA and Lynn Whitty and myself have talked about having a, a C2 event and a C1 event Saturday and Sunday, uh, like years past, starting and finishing in Oscoda. Um, and I think we're going to kind of phase it more towards we want to take a, advantage of this year that's, you know, it's, it's just different. So let's, uh, instead of being 
focused on being very, very competitive and all this stuff. Let's get a mentor style or youth style mentality going. Let's get new people in the boats and uh, go have some fun. So that's kind of where we're going with that one. Um, sounds like mile race. Uh, I, I'm not, not too familiar with what's going on with that dam because again, that's owned by consumers energy. Um, sounds like it's still going to happen. We, we might just be starting below the dam or it might just be a fun lap event up in the pond. And again, just be at the focus on different people in the boats. Um, use the regular normal people portage instead of running the spillway and yeah i didn't and i don't know the legality of that you know but something's still planned to happen and then uh the sue's on you know they told us this week hey we're good to go we got our paperwork in order and um you know we can't wait to have the mcra back up here and to Quamanon, uh where we always finish our season up there in paradise michigan that's going to happen so we still have the the back nine of our season um you know, it's just going to look a little different, and I think we can all play that into our favor and have some fun with it. Right on. You, you know, that's a, you brought up uh, an important part as far as the curly goes. Uh, the, the, the monument um, is, is absolutely amazing for any canoe racer that uh, loves the sport, loves the history of the Salvo River Canoe Marathon. Uh, you have to check it out at some point in Junction. Um, Kevin, have you ever looked at it while you were here or no? Um, no, I haven't. I'll okay. be honest. <laughs> it's, it's my, right. yeah, no, it's all good, man. It's my understanding that now Sean can maybe correct me on this. As long as you finish the Asable River Canoe Marathon, when you pass, that's when your name goes on that monument or, or can be nominated, I guess, to go on the monument. How does that, Sean, do you know how that works? I, I, I honestly, I gotta be honest. I, I'm not that sure. I know you have to have finished, um, an Asala River canoe marathon, but I think you also have to have participated in a MCRA event as well, which for most paddlers that have done the marathon, you know, you're usually here for at least one, if not if both, it's like challenge at a minimum. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then I believe you are eligible to be put on the monument. Yeah, I um, I, I had a moment, and I've got it in writing. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't need a tombstone anywhere. No formal burial, anything like that. Like all I want, you know, when it's my day and I'm done, is put my name on that thing. Right. That it's just such an amazing, amazing monument. Um, and you sit there and you look at it and you read the names and uh, it's I don't know, it's, it's very special to me. Yeah. Definitely have yeah. to check it out next time uh, in uh, yeah, 2021. Yeah, 20. As crazy as that sounds, 2021. We'll see you in yeah. 400 days. <laughs> you know? so, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So How, other than that, that. I think that's that's all in New York. That's all in Michigan. Uh, I know the Texas Water Safari is on. Um, I was actually just talking to a Texan before I jumped on this call. Um, the Water Safari should have been right about now, and yep. it's it's rescheduled to like mid September, if I 
have my dates correct. And then Chatterjack is still live. I know we've got some guys going down from Michigan to, to race it. Uh, Sean, you're doing Chatterjack, right? I am. Yeah, me and uh, me and J- Jason Sharp teamed up this year for C2. So should be a good time. Yeah, that'll that'll be amazing. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, that race still happens. So yeah, yeah. Um, Joe Schlimmer is uh, really high on the wait list, so um, he's probably going to be in on it in in for Chad and Jack also. Okay. So yeah, um, how is he? What's he doing? Uh, is he going C two or doing an outrigger? Or uh, what's he racing? That- that I don't know. I, my guess would be C2. Um, all I know is that people were talking about it this uh, Oh, I didn't even get a chance to talk to him about it um, when we were at the race on Sunday. Um, but people were mentioning it to him. Like <laughs> People were like, hey, Joe, how much you want to sell me your uh, waitlist spot for Chattajack? Chattajack <laughs> <laughs> spot? Uh, so... Um, but yeah, so that would be interesting. That brings up uh, a whole, the, you know, we said we'd, we'd wait to the end, but I mean, this is a good, good time to kind of bring it in. Cause, um, we're going to be expanding our coverage area at canoe race world from New York to Florida. <laughs> so hopefully we're going to have some racing in Florida that I can, uh, talk about. Yeah, my congratulations, by the way, on your, your move down there um, or your upcoming move down there. It's my understanding Florida has an amazing paddling community. Um, it may be a little different from a New York, uh, Quebec, Michigan community. Um, but the cool thing is, just like Texas, you can paddle year-round in Florida. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. So There's a great there's- crew down there. Yeah, there's there. Um, apparently, there is you know in in the area that I'm going to, there are some you know some marathoners. It's just more of the um, uh, none in my my age group that I know of at this point. But um, but yeah, there's a, there's 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 tons of racing down there, and 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 paddle sports is definitely uh, a popular down there, but. Um, we're also like in the territory. There's also another race. I don't know if you guys have seen it. The Alabama 650. Um, it's a 650 mile race in Alabama. Uh, I've looked at it. I believe Jeremy Vore is supposed to go down and do that this yeah. year. Jeremy Adler in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so, uh, that looks like a monster of a race. Like we're not talking just flat water. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, you don't start in Alabama, do you? You start um, further up in Appalachia, I thought, and that's where you finish is down in the Gulf in Alabama. But I could be wrong. That might just be yeah. my misunderstanding of it. Well, that, just my take on it, like I've driven through Alabama, okay? Alabama is a very long state. But I don't think That's it's 650 true. miles. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. So this got to start somewhere else, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually heard about this race because this is the, their second year. So last year I heard about it. I, I came upon it, and I was like, I, uh, I, I'm like, oh, I still want to do it because they like they had a crazy payout. It was like six grand, winner take all for 
this Alabama 650. I'm like, no one knows about this race. I can go sweep up six <laughs> grand. <laughs> yeah, it's 650 miles. Uh, who cares? Whatever. But then I was like, uh, how long is it going to take me to do 650 miles? I can't get that much time off from work. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a brutal race. So it uh, you, you were the, the six the $6,000 thing. I forget what first place was. But the Great Alabama 650 had like a 22, I think it was like 22-5 for the prize pool split amongst three divisions. It was an insanely sweet prize pool for a race that nobody really heard of and knew about. I think it only had 12 entrants. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was yeah. less than 15, whatever it was. So It's pretty crazy. So, so yeah, so I am moving to Florida uh, in the – so I'm doing my – my marathon this year will be driving 20 hours with two dogs um, at, the, in the, at the very tail end of uh, July this year. So that's, that, that, I decided, will be my marathon this year. Um, but, yeah, so I'll be down in like a restroom in, versus, you know, just going where you're sitting on that drive. That's all i got to say. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, yeah, so... Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to uh, potentially you know uh, uh, increasing exposure for you know all type of paddle sports down there and uh, bringing it into the canoe race world and hopefully I'll be able to get up and uh, you know take a drive up uh, and check out the Alabama 650 sometime um, and things like that. So I think it'll be I think it'll be good. Yeah, good deal. I I did just look. Um... At some point, I got to get like a fact checker for this podcast. The Alabama <laughs> 650 starts in northeast Alabama on Weiss Lake. I, I'm probably I'm at the same map you are, Bill. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, finishes at Fort Morgan in Mobile Bay. Uh, so it is all completely in Alabama. Maybe it really is that long of a state because it takes forever when you drive through it. So anything's possible. Good deal. Cool, cool. Well, hey, fellas, uh, I, I think that's about it for the show. Uh, thanks for coming on, Sean. Uh, thanks for having me again. Yeah, t- take a quick moment to shout out to our sponsors, um, uh, Sky High Gymnastics, speaking of which, your, your fine soon-to-be bride, uh, thanks to her. Um, ZRE, GRB Newman yep. Designs. Uh, who else we got, Kevin? There's a whole list of them at this point. We got Savage River. Um, we have uh, Paddle Sport Risk Management. Um, and uh, we have Llama Racks. And we have uh, uh, Jeremy Vore and uh, Bag Lady of, at Red Leaf Designs. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think that covers. Uh, I don't know. Name. Hold on. <laughs> now, now I'm like I can't forget anyone. Yeah, now. you better look that up. But where I was going uh, with this was here we uh, are. Southern Tier Canoe. Um, can't forget yeah. Southern Tier Canoe. Jeff Patterson. Um, and yeah, and Sean and Sean Brabrandt. Yeah, we have so many sponsors on episode ten. We can't even. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good problem to have, right? The sport is right. growing even in a pandemic. Yeah, there you go. Sure. Just an extra shout-out for the Muskegon River Throwdown, too. Jeremy Bohr and Bag Lady by Red Leaf Design. 
um, and Kyle Stonehouse for Tri-County Insurance. Uh, Jeremy's donating a $200 gift certificate and uh, Kyle's donating a uh, brand new ZRE Power Surge Light. Uh, if you compete in both the C1 and C2 events that weekend, your name goes into the raffle. So we got some extra extra uh, fun yeah. giveaways to give out that weekend, too. You got some nice bonus draws at that point, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, hey, uh, uh, take, a, take a quick second. Uh, we're going to go off tangent before we close show. But I see Sky High Gymnastics is doing an adult strength and stretch class. What is that all about, John? Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, Crystal's got a whole team of great coaches there, uh, cheerleading coaches, gymnastics coaches, and, uh, you know, they're always coming up with different stuff. The You know, they got adult silk classes, which if you're familiar with silks, um, it's insane circus-style ribbon twirling from the ceiling. It's horrifying to me, but it's very cool when the girls do it and I get to watch and not participate. Yeah. Um, uh, and now that they're offering me, yeah, maybe I could do that. And then I go, no, I'll die. I'll die. No, I, I've almost killed myself several times pretending I think I know what I'm doing. Um, but yes, now they're doing a, some adult classes and um, you know, it's been, it's had a good response from the local community. It's just something different. You know, it's, it's uh, inexpensive, to join and there's no you know stress or anything like that uh, from the local gyms or that mentality too so it's uh it's been fun to see that gymnastic center grow and you know I get my own little corner of it upstairs in the weight room and that's all I really care about but you know Crystal does a fine job keeping the community not only the youth but all the way up into some seniors in that building and having something to do so it's pretty fun to watch. Right on, man. Right on. So, um, with that, why don't we uh, close this out? Uh, we will be trying to uh, get back to these podcasts. Um, we apologize for the um, little bit of a – we missed a month in there, I think, right? Right, Bill? We yeah. missed about one yeah, month? Yeah, we, we did. We we missed one month for sure. I don't. It, it was a blur. This is 2020. I can't even believe we're in June already. It's yeah. it's almost July. I looked at a calendar for the first time and went, Where, where'd 2020 go? Yeah. It's going fast. That's for sure. Yeah. Strange times, man. Strange times. Yeah. So, uh, so we're going to try to get back to our uh, monthly uh, podcast. Uh, keep it, keep it going for you guys. And uh, we uh, look forward to seeing everyone out on the river. And keep paddling on, guys. Keep paddling on. Thanks, Sean, again for coming on. And take care, everybody. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the CanoeRaceWorld.com podcast, where we love marathon canoe racing and aren't afraid to say it. Be sure to visit the website at CanoeRaceWorld.com. And don't forget to support our sponsors who make this whole thing possible. Until next time, keep paddling. Keep paddling.